Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This time I'm talking to Moritz Fiebig, the new German throwdown champion. We talk about his childhood, how he found CrossFit, and 2022, his extraordinary year. So get a cup of tea and let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. We have to chink, I think. We do this because this is what we do when we have tea. Tea. Yes. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast. Ah, good morning. Moritz. Thanks fee for having big. me. Do I say fee big or fi big? It's fee big. Fee big. Yeah. How do the Americans say fi big? Yeah, always. Maurice <laughs> and then fi big. I remember last year in the semi-finals, in the online semi-finals, I went to the camera and said, um, hi guys, my name is Moritz fi and not Maurice fi big. Oh. And after that, I think Sean Woodland came to me and said, hey, Moritz Fiebig. <laughs> and tried to spell it right because I think he saw the video. That's nice then. Hey, Vicky, good Hi. to see you. It's nice to see you. We are sitting in um, in Mallorca. Mm -hmm. And this week you are at the Games, the, sorry, the Elite Games, not Games, Elite Athlete Camp for the programme. Yeah, true. So taking the chance to catch up because... I've known you or seen you around for quite a long time because you've been a visitor to Mallorca for a long time now. Yeah. We've been um, coming over to train in, in on the island for, I don't know, three or four years, maybe even longer. Yeah. Uh, but, Moritz, you have certainly come to the attention of the CrossFit world in the last year, have you not? I think so, yeah, but I don't feel like this. We just talked about... Um about this theme so so i um, i don't feel like i'm attracted <laughs> to be honest but i'm here i'm in your podcast so i get more attraction i think, I think it's really cool because first things off congratulations on winning the german throwdown thank you so much are you the first german i'm the first win? german to win the german throwdown yeah <laughs> this is what benedict the owner of the german throwdown said um i haven't checked it yet online but i think uh, i'm the first german i was trying to see like previous winners last night when i was doing a little bit of research and i couldn't see m many um many uh, familiar names mm. but, uh, german names from from the previous competition so i think you might well be cool yeah, how does great. that feel yeah it feels it feels great to to be the yeah the the winner in, in front of the german crowd because it was crazy at the german throwdown uh, every year it's crazy because the the crowd there's loud supportive great they want to have pictures stuff like this and this year it was more crazy than other years because I, I i think i've been to the games that was that must be the reason and um yeah so it was great to finally do it because i did the post and and wrote just finally because the yeah. last years i always got second and um this year i was prepared for everything and i did everything great i think <laughs> i had seven second place finishes and one fourth place finish so no event win but consistency is key in our sport it really is so that was what i wanted to achieve and now yeah i'm the german throwdown winner i was watching uh online over the weekend and like obviously leaderboarding heavily to check how you were getting on because it's always nice to know the people the people that you consider your friends to see how they're doing sure. and it was like you could just see you. It was you and was his name Antoine? Antoine, yeah. So you, you guys were like pulling away from the rest of the field. So sure. was it a battle between the two of you? Yeah. yeah. 
he was cra he's crazy fit. Yeah, he, I I didn't knew that because Christoph, uh, Luca, and um, Adrian haven't been there, and I heard about Antoine and Victor Hoffer. And for sure, I know Jan Antwinkenberg is good as well, the, the other German who have been at the semifinal in Springs and Depth this year. And uh, I knew that these guys are good. But then Antoine really pushed me and we pushed each other. And that was great because imagine I would have won with like a 50 point gap to the second place. That's not so good for the ego, I think. Then mm. you go out and think you are the king. <laughs> But <laughs> I know that I'm not. <laughs> so I go out and now I have to work on certain thing, things. And Antoine pushed me. We pushed pushed each other. So it felt like it was hard to achieve the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so you earned it. It yeah. wasn't just given to you. <laughs> right. That's everything in my life. <laughs> and I... And I also heard that the actual atmosphere at the, the competition was amazing. Yeah. Not just the athletes were saying that. Like my the, my content creative friends like Josie the, and, and the guys, Anders, for example, as well. The, the people posting on Instagram have also what a great organization it was. Yeah, true. What do you what do you think makes it, that competition good? German precision. Okay. <laughs> was everything on time? Everything was on time. We knew... so. Every volunteer knew when we start, when we have to go into the um, warm-up area where we have to be. There was an, an extra athlete area where you can like chill, relax, you get food, you get drinks, you get everything. And um, yeah, you have to be right on time. There's an, a second warm-up area from the whole strong people who just created this area and everything ran really, really good. I hope the other athletes had the same experience because I am a German athlete and there have been like obviously a lot of German people and they supported me. But I think everybody have been supported by everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus all volunteers just right by time brought all the equipment on the um, competition floor. The um, equipment was uh, really like high quality equipment from Whole Strong. Um, a lot of Have you seen the picture from the German throne? I how many people yeah, it was involved. Yeah, the volunteers, yeah, yeah, a huge amount of people. Yeah, so that was really great. And it's really hard to organize that many people. True, yeah, and that is really what I've, what they have done good because we have uh, another, um, a, a lot of other competitions where you have another example how it could run and then you see the German throwdown and everything ran well so you have yeah. you just can say it, it, it was really good yeah I've been to some competitions where the organization hasn't been so good and it is ex exhausting mm -hmm. because you, I think when you don't know what time you're going on what time everything's happening yeah. how long you've got in between each each event you just stress out all the time so sure. it actually really impairs performance doesn't it yeah for sure so what's what's the name of the organizer benedict benedict yeah. well benedict thank you well done <laughs> we appreciate you <laughs> right so tell me about your journey in crossfit because i know from a young age you did a lot of different sports yeah that's true what were you like as a kid i hate every games with a with a ball like sports with a ball you're not a footballer no i i played soccer i played basketball i played um um It's called Fina Ballen and Badminton. Badminton? Yeah, stuff like this. And I hate it. I love I, Badminton. That's yeah, a fun game. It's yeah. vicious. But it wasn't anything for me. Then I started with boxing. After that, I went to MMA. I mm. did mixed martial arts for, I think, two years or something. And um, then I moved to from my hometown to another town in Germany in the north at Rostock. Rostock is in the north at the sea. And there I did just um, like muscle training and bodybuilding mm -hmm. like i went into the gym did my 
did the things Arnold Schwarzenegger did yeah. <laughs> and felt great with it. And I had the physique or the um, genes for building muscles. Mm. And um, so this was the start where I felt like, okay, it feels good to, to, to go into the gym, to the global, global gym. And after that, I think this is where you want to go, <laughs> is that I went to the stage, to the GNBF, German Natural Bodybuilding Federation. Yeah. yeah. How did you get on? The idea was, so when I was younger in the school, I couldn't stay in front of a crowd, um, especially in the class, and read out of a book. So I was really shy. Oh. Yeah. But my dream was, I want to be like... Um, standing in front of a crowd, doing seminars, workshops, speaking in front of people. But when you're shy, you can't reach this goal, right? That's a strange dream to have if you're shy. Yeah, because I saw this guy, Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck, this guy, can I say fuck on yeah, your podcast? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so inspiring. He's just like moving a lot of people to a positive life mm. and, and stuff like this. And I was really yeah inspired by this guy and i wanted to be a little bit like him and do stuff what he's doing and then i said okay when i can't speak in uh, in front of a crowd go in front of a crowd without any uh, clothes on and with a brown skin yeah. <laughs> just to show them your muscles and that's the reason why i went to the gnbf because my genes uh, um, showed that i am I'm, uh, like I have um, the potential to grow big muscles and um, yeah then I went to the GMBF German Natural Bodybuilding Federation while I was studying in a dual system and in this um, studying I met a guy his name was Dominic Dom and he was doing CrossFit one of the first CrossFit guys in Germany I, I think one of the first yeah could be right because what year was this that was 2016 16 or 17 16 I met him and then he said, you're too polite or you're such a nice guy for bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is always like the elbow mentality and uh, like not so it's smart. Yeah, like this, he said. Is and it? Yeah, yeah, that was true. When I have the comparison with CrossFit and bodybuilding, then I can say for sure it's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because in CrossFit, everybody helps each other. And in bodybuilding, not. Go into the global gym, nobody speaks to each other. And when someone see the other one doing deadlift with a rounded back, nobody will help, right? Yeah. So, and um, then he said, come to the CrossFit gym. I was like, CrossFit? The guys who are doing this awkward pull-ups, I will never come to this gym. And then he asked me again, asked me again, asked me again. And I was like doing another competition um, at the junior because I was, I think I was 18 in this time. Yeah, 18 or something. And then I went in the off season with 108 kilograms of body weight uh, to the CrossFit gym. Oh my God, that's uh, a lot to yeah, lose. Yeah, that's true. And then we did 17.1. Do you remember this? Box jumps. Um, yeah, boxing and dumbbell snatches. Yeah, box and over. My back remembers that one. <laughs> True, my, my as well. I had like like one week oh, of, of, sore, of yeah. a sore lower back. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, we did this workout and then I, I, I got in love with CrossFit and came again, came again, came again. Um, yeah, lost weight, felt well, felt great, felt better. And um, at this workout, the coach from the box, back in the days, CrossFit St. Pauli, uh, Lenny, he now owns um, Hard and Heavy CrossFit in Hamburg. Um, he said, Moritz, I didn't expect you, fat bodybuilder, that you can uh, have such a good conditioning because this workout is... That's true. You have to have yeah, a good you condition. need to be able to move. Yeah, huh? and I had like a time, something between 11 minutes and 12 minutes, I think, I remember. And then he was like, what the fuck, that was a great time. Um, do you want to do CrossFit? And I was like, let's try it. <laughs> and then the owner asked me to do classes in the gym at CrossFit St. Pauli, strength classes. Yeah, and then I... 
Coaching the classes or attending them? Yeah, co coaching the, the Thrings classes. Not the CrossFit classes, just the Thrings classes. And um, then I finished my my studying and went completely into the box. Did like nutrition uh, um, appointments, uh, personal trainings um, and coaching. Then I had my first company, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that was my story. Blah, blah, blah. No, we have to talk about these things. So <laughs> what were you studying? Um, fitness economy. What so, is that fitness economy? Is that like business? Yeah, it's business economy. Uh, business, uh, fitness, something like this. You, the idea is to like build the gym when you did the this study. Yeah. And it's with like it's with uh, anatomy, so um, the basics from health, like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, plus economy. Yeah. And the study is like you work in a in the gym for forty hours, and every two to three months you have a five um, five day block in the in the in the university. Mm -hmm. and you have to go to the university, write like a um, homework, and then give it to them, or you do a um, test, and then after three and a half years you are done and have your your bachelor of arts, I think. Yeah, BA. Why did you choose to study that? Good question. Because when I have been in Rostock, what I told you, there mm -hmm. I started to study um, social economy. <laughs> and um, that was too much math. I, I'm not the math guy. Then I moved to my best friend in Hamburg. Um, he, I, I slept on his couch, basically, and did uh, something in the, um, how is it called? Um, in the restaurant. Hospitality? Something like this. What were you doing? Waiter waitering? Or no, I have, I've done the service in a restaurant. Like in a waiter. bar. Is that a waiter? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, my English isn't so good. Sorry, guys. English <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> so I've been a waiter. Yeah. And then I was thinking, what can you do? And I know that I love sports. And then I know that I had a um, an abitur. It's like the degree in, after the school. You get the yeah. high school so you're graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was graduated. And then I, I thought about this and had a friend who, who was doing this. I asked him, is it cool to do to study this? And he was like, yeah, it's great. And then I hopped on. So it was like just by accident. <laughs> but it's good that you kind of rec recognize that the thing that you were originally doing wasn't working for you. Yeah, true. Because I think a lot of people just do it because they feel like they should. Yes. But to be honest, I don't know. So... I was 17 when I moved to Rostock and I was the only guy from my hometown, from my like crew, from my mm. friends there who moved. And now I can't tell you why I moved. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. I feel like in the theater, this... Um, like a puppet. Like a puppet, yeah. Because I don't know why I moved to Rostock. It's like 600 kilometers away. Nobody have done it. But I was like, I have to go away here to like step up the game, to stay on my own feet. Well, where you grew up, was it a very small town? Yeah, um, so it's called Münster in Nordrhein-Westfalen in Germany. Nordrhein-Westfalen, say that again, because no I'd love to be able to say that properly. <laughs> yeah, repeat that. Nordrhein-Westfalen. Nordrhein-Westfalen. Nord <laughs> yeah, How is exactly. that? Exactly. Can I do it? <laughs> That's perfect. Well, what's it like? It's in the west of um, Germany, and it's like, I grew up like 50 kilometers away from Münster, it's called Warendorf. Warendorf. Yes, yeah, that's right. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the town where hey, I grew up. It's more it's big. From? <laughs> From <Wagendorf>. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the town where I grew up. And it was small town, like 30,000 people who are living there. Yeah. And um, I think that was the reason I thought I have to go away here, just to 
like what was your grow. family life like i just grew up only with my mother she was uh, without a father then the mother single. is single yeah, yeah single mom and i grew up with my brother and my mother and uh, my sister but my sister moved at one point she was when now she's like 39 i think so a little bit older than me i'm 27 now and um, yeah we grew up as a family my mother just worked all the time i had in my mind because we need the money yeah and um, i did all the cooking stuff thanks mom <laughs> to show me how to cook yeah <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. What does she do for a living? Now? Yeah. Um, now she's like, um, what's it called? Isn't she running your fan club, surely? She's my, in my fan club for sure. <laughs> is it right, mom? <laughs> she is, she was used to be, now she's in pension. Oh, she's been retired. She, yeah, she's retired, but before lucky that. Lucky Barbara. Yeah, lucky oh, Barbara. It's good that she could. She has a dog, now she's living at the sea, at the lake. In yeah. Germany, she should so, come to Mallorca. Yeah, tired Germans like coming to Mallorca. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she will, I think. But before that, she was a um, something like a wait a second. Google Translate. Yeah, nurse, like a nurse, something. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 sure. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm, that's true. Yeah. So your mum was working all the hours to keep you guys fed and clothed, living. Yeah. And you were at home making the dinners. Yeah, and, and I went care of the family a bit. But. I always worked in the summer holidays and something like this, so I wasn't the uh, I wasn't so uh, you know what I mean uh, lazy. <laughs> no, I don't think you were lazy because I think when you when there's only one parent in the family, it's much harder. Yeah. To um, to do all of those jobs that are needed to keep a family together. True, but I think for now it really helped me to, to suffer more. You know. I think it made you independent. Yeah. True. And um, maybe the reason that you moved away was because you knew that if you stayed where you were, you would not be able to kind of grow. Yeah, true. That was the reason. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Hamburg just to grow even more. So after you finished your degree, did you straight off open a business? Yes. Did you, what happened? I was self-employed. So as the bodybuilder, I went into the, into the CrossFit gym. Everybody said, he's the bodybuilder. He must know something about nutrition. Plus, in my studying, I had the focus on ökotrophology. It's like, is it called ökotrophology? Hypertrophy. No, hypertrophy is the muscle. Yeah. But uh, it's nutrition. Ökotrophology is nutrition, like the, the smart name in nutrition, I studying it's a nutrition. Name, yeah, I, I think so. Okay, cool. Is it, a kind of, is it a style of nutrition? Is it like a type of plan? No, it's just like nutrition in smart. So I studied nutrition stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So I did nutrition appointments at the box in CrossFit St. Pauli. I did personal trainings and I did the classes. That is what I started after the studying. How three old and a half were you years. then? That is a great question. Uh, wait a second, five. 22? 21, 22, 21. 22, must be 22, yeah, yeah, and then I had the smart idea to do, idea to clothes, because I came from bodybuilding, and I did the brand, it was called Ursus Wear, Ursus is uh, Latin for bear, bear wear, yeah, bear wear, yeah, <laughs> I think it was smart, the big guys, yeah, and we had like this pocket on the arm for the smartphone, no other clothes had it before and i thought okay when you're doing when you're going to the gym you don't want to have your smartphone in the pocket here at your hips because yeah. doing squats with the phone in this pocket it's not so good so that was the reason why we did that and this was my first idea of building a brand when i was 23 then i think how did bearware do ah uh, not so good we Aww. did like two collections and then we knew okay with all of the brands i don't nike blah 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 yeah. It's really not the market we want to enter, but it was the best experience to build the first 
brand. They do say that your failures teach you more than your successes. For 100%, yeah. I remember I, I sitting there in the night, like drawing all the new collections and stuff like this, then went up at six again to do the morning classes at CrossFit St. Pauli, then do nutrition calls, then again go to the people who helps us with the clothes, blah, blah. Mm. That was the best time ever, I think. Yeah, because yeah. you're being creative. True. I think that's, yeah. Are you going to do more of that, do you think? Mm. We will see, but mm. I think this might... You mean creative things or clothes? Yeah, well, like creating more... Not clothes necessarily, but building more businesses. Yeah, for sure. For 100%, yeah. Because you... Is it right to say you own three gyms now? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. how did that happen? Because that's a huge amount of investment. Yeah, when I... I've been at CrossFit and Poly. There was Simon and Lenny. Lenny just built his own gym, and then I went with Simon and we rebranded the CrossFit St. Pauli to St. Pauli Athletic or St. Pauli Athletic just to be more open because the German market is like, ah, CrossFit, I've seen the videos from Rich Froning and Matt Fraser. Yeah. I have to go into the global gym for five years to come to you, blah. Yeah, Stuff but, like this. but people still think that. Yeah, true. And that was the reason why we said... I've got to get said, fit before I can go to CrossFit. Yeah, it's... No, just, <laughs> just come. Whoever heard, heard this um, podcast and you are not doing CrossFit and you think you are not fit enough, trust me, you are fit enough to go into the gym because every coach needs to give you a option for every rep scheme or movement to do... Um, to do you you could do i did it with simon and then simon went away because he got another kit and blah and he did, he did it like for seven years or something and then i bought st Pauli athletic and then we had the first gym and another gym so this two and then there was a chance like one and a half years ago now to get another gym because the crossfit gym who've been in this location just moved away and I said okay this is our chance let's do it and then we've just picked up the third gym and now we have three gyms in Hamburg right now yeah that's a lot huh mm -hmm. how many clients do you have clients we have like around 400 and um, every client can go into every gym yeah that's a that's I mean, <coughs> so you're running a business and at the same time training CrossFit yeah so when did you decide that actually let's get serious about your own possibilities your own potential because how can you run a business like that and also train at the intensity that you need to in order to become a games athlete yeah i think by not thinking about it because everybody in the back in the day said you can't be a business owner and a crossfit games athlete and i was like just because you say that yeah, <laughs> let's let's true. let's try and i was always like i've done the german throwdown 2019 i've done several competitions the lowlands thrown on when it was a sanctional in 2018 mm. for example and i knew there is something in me that i can do good or that i'm good in and so i kept going kept going kept going especially because in this time i couldn't like um earn some money through crossfit not enough to live from Sponsors. it right yeah for example right and um, then i keep going kept going kept going kept going and it is possible and I remember Lowlands Throwdown when I got the in the ticket. I did this story, It's Possible, guys. I love that. Yeah, and that was just the pure emotion I had. Mm. Because I didn't knew that it's possible, but I had the dream in my head that I want to go to the CrossFit Games. And um, yeah, it's possible to do a gym or to have a business or to work and being an athlete. But you have to suffer a lot because I work from Monday to Sunday to be honest so it's mm. like a lot of work and then i went to the program and john told me you need the sunday off and now i'm working on doing that to have the sunday off 
Is that is that the main, is that the thing that really gave you like the rest day is actually helping? Yeah, for sure. The rest days, the Sunday off, not being in the gym, it helps mentally a lot. We just spoke about the back problems, right, Vicky? Yeah. So when you have a lot of stress and you work from Monday till Sunday, you can do so much accessory, you can do so much core training, you can stretch how how, how often you like. But at some point, I think you will get problems with your lower back because mm. of the stress. That was one of the good points John told me to do through the Sunday off. So when it, did you get in touch with John before you know it was before Lowlands wasn't it so you, you were trying you decided I'm going to this yes. is it this is the year. Yeah right. And what, what did apart from taking the day off what else did he change in your training? I will not tell you. <laughs> 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 just, okay. kidding. Just, just kidding <laughs> no um, I, I'm doing a lot more conditioning okay like um, yeah volume I do a lot more volume before that I trained like I think three to four hours less than now a when week? I program for or myself a, a week yeah a day I don't know yeah. <laughs> guys are biotic <laughs> no we are not <laughs> and uh, yeah this is the mo the main thing i changed plus i changed the w working with um with management so carmen is helping me a lot with um, all this stuff with spon sponsors and, and stuff like this to just like don't have to work too much because now i get more money from sponsors mm -hmm. and um then i don't have the feeling like when you're a business owner i feel like i have to do more 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 i have to be in the gym from six till nine in the evening i have yeah. to make more remote coaching I have to do more nutrition call because I pay myself like a um, salary. Mm. Is it called salary? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have to bring more money into the company. You know what I mean? And this is like stressful as well. But now when I have the money from my sponsors, I know that there's enough money and I don't have to be paid by my company. So that yeah. is helping a lot. And so thanks, Carmen. Thanks, John. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> I'm just here for the cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no influence on your career. <laughs> so when you, when you qualified to go to the games, the actual experience of going to the games what was the what, what did you imagine it was going to be like and what was it like that is a really good question so i spoke with andreo d before the fittest guy in denmark and the two times games athlete and he said when you're at the games it's not like a normal competition because we come you come there and you get a fist bump from everybody and says like hey you're here congrats for making it to the games and so i had like and i have never been to the states before so for okay. me it was like it was shocking <laughs> in a positive way to come to the games and to america or to america and to the games so I expected it to be big I expected it to be like just fun and i expected it to be like professional mm. and everything it was everything what i just said but that's the reason why i always say like it was good and it was bad because uh, two weeks prior to the games i couldn't lift the barbell from the floor because of my back and so this experience was exhausting yeah. because i know mm. that i would have done so much better when I haven't had these problems. And the season was just too long, too much stress, too much changes. And so this is the reason why I'm looking forward to this season without pain, with feeling good, with more experiences, with a big and good team in my back. And uh, yeah, so that's, did it answer your question? I remember on day one of the games, after the bike event, mm -hmm. I saw you and you, uh, do you remember seeing me? I don't, you probably don't. I, I took a little video of you because you were stood on the side of the, the of where the athlete, the check-in, 
kitchen area mm -hmm. and um, you were just shoving food into your mouth and I said Moritz Moritz how was it and he said the first event is over I'm so happy I was so nervous and now I I'm remember, just gonna yeah. now I'm just gonna enjoy it I mean I, I remember thinking like that was so pure and so honest what you were saying it's like this guy is like very mature because I know I, a lot of people think you're older than you are because of your beard and like the no hair thing True. but actually I mean you're from my from my point of view you're a kid <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, to have had that um, very mature outlook on that on that very big competition, maybe I wasn't worried about you at all. I was like, Maurice is going to have a great weekend. He's going to have a good time. He's going to enjoy his best, and, and also he's good. He feel he, like you felt. I felt that you felt like very justified in being there and very happy to be there. I know that some people when they go to the games for the first time. They have very big expectations for what they're going to achieve. And then they really struggle with like feeling like they're failing. True. When actually, you're one of the top 40 athletes in the world. Mm -hmm. And you're there. And it's incredible. True, yeah. Uh, what, like, who are your heroes in the sport? Did you get to meet? or talk to any of those people over that weekend. Yeah, just came in mind at Lowlands Throne, I talked to Khan Porter. Oh, yeah. He was sitting behind me because they qualified with Team CrossFit Reykjavik for the Games this year. And I looked back and I was like, Khan, can you give me an advice for the Games? And he was like, yeah, just enjoy it. Just yeah. enjoy every second because I can't remember my first Games oh. because, because I was like, I will be the fittest man on earth this year. And he said that was the, <laughs> the most silly thing he ever had in his mind. So he said, just enjoy every second of it and yeah that is what I wanted to do this is what I wanted to try and I just wanted to be a good athlete good in, in case of being good to others mm. and um, yeah to do what is possible for me and at the first day I wrote I took my shoes and I wrote um, under my shoes finish because I just wanted to do every event as good as I could because I had this problem so like, yeah. yeah so what would you say was your games highlight what was your favorite event my fa the first one yeah the with, bike. with the bike and the gymnastics yeah because the top 10 finish at the first event at my games that was just incredible yeah that was great because then I knew okay nobody here is like a mutant you can reach that with hard work i think and yeah that was the best experience at the games i think yeah and what would you say was the toughest event for you toughest event was the running and the jerk because i oh yeah fucked it up completely oh, why? <laughs> why did you fuck it up um i don't really know why but the weight is not the problem because i'm known as a as a stronger guy yeah. and i ran felt okay and then I wasn't able to do a split jerk, or I did like four or five or something. Yeah, but it was, I mean, and that was a lot of pressure, I think, to kind yeah. of knock us out, out as many reps as you could. Yeah, know. true. Pressure. Don't be like experienced as other guys on the field. And like that wasn't, I, I was the problem to be no, at all I, I was the problem to not do um, enough split jerks but I tried new shoes I ordered uh, the Reebok shoes wow. and um, they've been really slippery and I went on the um, platform and tried to do a split jerk and then I, the shoes moved in and out and I was like fuck I don't Jeez. feel well yeah. yeah and I think that was one of the problems but to be honest the problem was that I wasn't prepared for this kind of events so I have to be prepared next time <laughs> I've got to say you know like every year when you see all those people getting all the athletes getting all the their free stuff, you know, all their uniforms and all the hundreds of pairs of shoes and everything. It always makes me think, it's like, do they actually ever wear those shoes in the competitions? Because I would never go to, like, when I, I used to 
do sort of a bit of running and things. I would With never wear new shoes no, no. on the day no. of an event. True, yeah, that's silly from you for for hundred percent. So done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since the games, and I mean, now we've been, now we've, we've, you've, uh, you did uh, the German throwdown last weekend. Coming up next is Dubai. Yes, right. For the second time in my life. Come on! <laughs> Great, huh? Are you excited? I'm really excited. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because when I come from a cold town in Hamburg, in Germany, to Dubai, and it's really warm, this is the most the best point. And yeah. this time, I will have uh, people in my back. John will be there as well. Ella will be there from the program, Ella Bunga. Um, and Denise, will, my girlfriend, will come with me. So last year, I was completely alone. Were you on your own? Yeah, completely. Yeah, nobody have been there, I knew. <laughs> and this year I have more experiences, yeah. I have uh, people with me, I can enjoy it more, I think. Because you have last year. carrying food for you. Yeah, <laughs> that as well. Carmen just came to me to, with a food company, yeah, so my food is covered. <laughs> yeah, she's good at that. Yeah, true. And um, yeah, so this year, Dubai, in three weeks. How, where did you finish last year in Dubai? 15th. And what's your hopes this year? Have you got any idea about where you want to be? Not on the leaderboard, for sure. Everybody want to win, of but um, I will. Yeah, we will see. But, who else? Is, um, who Who are your peers in that? In, in like, the, who would you say are the the big guys going into competition? Lazar Djukic for for sure. Oh, I love Lazar. Yeah. What a nice man. Yeah, Lazar is really good man. Oh, Such a nice guy. Yes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Ricky is out, I think. No, he's up there. Yeah, the professor. Brent, Brent Fikowski. Yeah, Brent is there. Oh. Yeah, Brent is there. You can't. That's no, great. you can't disregard Brent Fikowski. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Please cut it out, yeah, that I thought, <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> yeah, but these names are there, so a lot of good guys, as always. Like, yeah. Dubai is one of the biggest competitions next to Budapalooza and, and, and Roka, I think. Sure. So um, I'm really looking forward to, to this experience at the Dubai Fitness Championship this year. Um, but my expectations is to do better than last year, to see if I have um, I worked on my holds. And, um, yeah, it's not the leaderboard. I talked to John about that yesterday. It's just about executing well, feeling well, and doing good and everything, doing not too much mistakes, because last year I lost a lot of points by silly mistakes, mm. by not running fast enough to the finish line, by looking to the right, to the left, stuff like this, and this is what we have worked on, and yeah. So you've learned a lot. Yeah, I think so. A ton. Yeah, you will see in th uh, three weeks. Again. I wish I could come and watch you in person. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I've never been to Dubai. It's yeah. actually looks like an adult Disneyland. It is. It is for sure. I will not live there, but for an, for a holiday, it's great. Um, and that that means you're not going to be going back to uh, to defend your title as functional fitness champion. World champion, Vicky. Sorry. <sighs> You just wrote it down. I did. <laughs> Functional fitness world champ. <laughs> yeah, true. So you've got three more weeks of that. Yeah. Yeah. Before you can before you'll be uh, your name will be pushed down the list. Yes. How's that feel? Fuck. Oh, not good. No, I'm just kidding. I focus on CrossFit um, and uh, the IF3 is just like a good company, a good, um, yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, I have to, I want to focus on, on CrossFit and um, yeah, I experienced that. It was great in Sweden to get this title, to be with all these athletes all over the world. And now it's in Mexico. And, That's um, a bit further away for us. Yeah, it's Mexico is like 36 hours away or something. Is it? Yeah, it is. This wow. town, yeah, I don't remember the town, something with M. And uh, a lot of good guys from Germany will go there. Felix Rida, for example, yeah. I did the Butchers Classics two months ago, yeah. away, uh, ago with him. Over. Yes, right. And um, he will go there. Uh, it's just too long and I have to take care of the business at the end of the year after Dubai for sure. So um, that at that time I have no no time, um, unfortunately. So, yeah. So balance. 
Yeah, balance is key. Yeah, you have to kind of make smart decisions with your time, huh? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that means that, how old are you now? 26? Seven. You're 27. Old, yeah. Your 27th year on the planet has been pretty successful. Crazy, yeah. If um, Moritz last year had known that Moritz this year would have achieved all of those things, what do you think he'd be thinking? I believe in you. Oh. <laughs> I think, yeah, that is what I would have said to Moritz this year because without believing in me, I wouldn't be here because nobody gave it to me. I just did it by my own, everything I have, everything. Um, because as I told you, my mother, my brother and I and my sister, we grew up not so easy. And so, yeah, but I yeah. was believing in me from the first day on. I never did like drugs or I never did um, silly stuff or I never, um, yeah silly stuff no, and that's the reason why sense. I just climbed up and yeah I believe in me I believe in you too yeah thank you Vicky whoa I got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> great thank you so much Moritz thanks for um, the talk have fun in Dubai yeah I will and, uh, if you can hear any kind of crazy women shouting from Mallorca that's me okay perfect yeah, I know that the computer <laughs> appreciate that thank you so <laughs> much Vicky you on. <laughs> <laughs> what a great talk thank oh, you so much for your work thank you cool Thank you, Moritz. So much fun to talk to you and best of luck in Dubai. By the way, we have a Europe is coming offer for you. You can get a 10% discount on all of the program courses or the Athlete Academy. Just pop in the code EIC at the checkout to get the deal. You need to visit theprogram.com and take a look at the courses and academy and make your pick. And I also wanted to say a huge thank you to Marta Vidal-Candel for stepping in and taking on the role of editor for the podcast. It means we are now releasing an episode every Thursday. So please make sure you are following us wherever you get your podcasts. Your support is important and it will help us to keep growing. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.